Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 687 for May 31st, 2021, and I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Micah Sargent. You may know Micah from the awesome show Clockwise with Dan Morin, or perhaps iOS Today with Rosemary Orchard, or maybe Smart Tech Today with Matthew Casolini on the Twit Network. No matter how you know him, welcome to the show, Micah. Hi, Allison. Uh, we we finally made it happen. We're finally here together on the show, and uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling if, great. If nothing else goes wrong, it will be a miracle. Well, <laughs> I asked Micah on the show today because he's been mentioning on a bunch of podcasts that he's really excited about Thread, and I didn't have any idea what Thread was, except that I think there's Thread coming. I think maybe the new Apple TV 4Ks have it, but I don't know what it is. I've done a little bit of research, and I have a vague idea, but there's so many terms and so much confusion. I wanted to hear it from Mike and have him explain to us. Uh, so let's start with the elevator pitch. Somebody says you got three floors to go. What is Thread, Micah? <sighs> thread is a new way for... IoT devices to communicate with one another that is different in the in the fact that as you add more devices to your home the network actually gets stronger better more resilient and more um oh what's the word I'm looking for more responsive oh really uh, that's the yeah that's the elevator pitch is f- finally uh for the first time ever uh, you can say that adding more Internet of Things devices to your home actually improves upon the connection, which is just kind of a, a bonkers concept, I think. Because right now it basically just adds more chaos, right? Exactly. Yeah. You've got Wi-Fi devices uh, that, that get added together. And when they do, um, they start to clog the network. You've got Bluetooth devices that um, – listen, I don't mind Wi-Fi devices – but I just cannot stand Bluetooth devices when it comes to Internet of, Internet of Things products because they're just never as responsive as you want them to be. You hit a button, and then three minutes later, it finally turns on or turns off or does what you want it to do. And that's been my biggest complaint because folks uh, who are making these devices kind of had two choices. You can go with Wi-Fi, which is more responsive and tends to have uh, sort of better distance capabilities. However, it's more power hungry. So you often right. want devices that are actually plugged in uh, to get, have direct power. And if you want low power devices and small devices and, and other kinds of you know sensors and room monitors and things like that, then you tend to want to use Bluetooth because it can sip on the battery. But the fatal flaw of that sippage is that it doesn't update as much, it doesn't stay connected as much, and so you don't have that responsiveness that you need uh, from those devices. So Thread yeah, came think, along and said, I oh, go ahead. I, I want to give a specific example that uh, I didn't understand that this is what the problem was. I had uh, Ecobee sensors in my different rooms. And they're little Bluetooth sensors, and they know things. They know that if I'm in the room, so they know to make it warmer in that area, that kind of thing, to keep track of where I am. And so I, th- I said, wait a minute, I can use that in an automation to turn on my, my uh, lights in my room. And mm-hmm. it would take forever for the lights to turn on. <laughs> so then I got, I got the little Hue sensors, which were about 8,000 times as much money. And yes. boy, those things are really fast. Well, they talk to a hub, so they're talking Wi-Fi, right? So yes, they are using uh, a kind of 
proprietary mixture of Zigbee uh, to talk to the Philips Hue hub. And so it is its own communication system as well. But you can just basically think of it as Wi-Fi. And that is why they're much more responsive. I, that's why I've long recommended uh, the Philips Hue uh, motion sensors as the kind of automation thing. And it's only yeah. just become that there are more available uh, using Thread instead that I can now recommend based on my own testing on its responsiveness. Because, yeah, you're absolutely right. You set up a thing that says, hey, when you sense motion, do this thing. And then you go in there and you're practically having to wave in front of it and you know you think that it, maybe it's not sensing you and it's just that no it's it'll it'll get around to sending that sleeping. message in three it or was four sleeping. minutes it was tired it was it, sleeping it had a lot to do last night you know and i'll get to it in a minute right <laughs> absolutely and that's see this is another bit of magic with thread is the way that it maintains connection and the way that it sort of gives away uh it it, it you know, stops connecting. So, um, I mean, there's there's a lot to it. So, I don't know if we want to get into the nitty gritty yet. You definitely want to get nerdy as as much as you want. Uh, dig deep, Excellent. dig deep. Because one so, of my questions is: this a protocol, a, a networking protocol? Is it a what is it? Is it software? Is it hardware? Right. Is it firmware? That was one of my early questions um, about it because I was shocked when there were some companies that were releasing firmware updates that provided thread. And so I thought, oh, this must be some sort of software thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so at that point, I was kind of skeptical going, okay, if it's a software thing, then I don't know, or well, firmware thing, then I don't know if it's really going to uh, make all that much of a difference. Uh, but I talked to uh, several or to a couple of folks. One is uh, Tim Booth, who is the... Um, He's the brand manager for Eve, but he's also a member of um, the Zigbee Alliance, which became this kind of bigger group, and uh, also a member of the Thread Group. And then we talked to um, VP of Technology at Google and um, the, oh goodness, a, a very important person, I think, you know, one of the, the head people at the Thread Group, um, and in talking to them, Jonathan uh, Huey, and in talking to both of them, I learned a little bit more. So Thread is a wireless protocol. It exists all on its own. It's like 802.155 or something like that. Um, it is its own protocol for communicating between devices. And the reason why there are some companies that uh, are able to release a firmware update that will let it use thread is because they had some future sight about this. They, they preemptively oh. packed in technology. Like actual hardware thread. into the devices. Exactly. Okay. So this is the magic of IOT is that oftentimes the big uh, chip manufacturers um, will create chips that have on them all the connectivity types that a developer might want to use. So even in low power chips, it'll be Bluetooth LE, Thread, sometimes Zigbee, and uh, I'm trying to think of some NFC occasionally, and so a few other technologies. In, depending on, and then whatever they need. And to then use you just use what it. you want. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And. Uh, I think broad, I can't remember who it is now. Uh, there's one that Eve uses uh, quite a bit. And so they had the chips that were built in uh, and ready to go. And there were some other companies that did that as well. Uh, but then there are companies who are, you know, getting questions from their, their 
purchasers going, so when is that firmware update rolling out? And they're like, uh, actually, we have to completely redesign our hardware uh, to support Thread. But um, so so speaking of the kind of responsiveness, and, and you were talking about, you know, devices sleeping, um, one of the bits of magic of Thread is it, it, it was designed to be a low-power technology that could communicate um, without taking up a bunch of battery while still maintaining a connection. And that's kind of where it steps away from Bluetooth. Bluetooth was uh, sort of a, a stopgap measurement and uh, a bit of a patch in, in its originality. In terms of, I should say, to be clear, in terms of IoT connectivity. Okay, because um, it wasn't designed for that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so they thought, oh, we'll use this. And it's just, it doesn't work as well. So uh, I have some Eve um, contact sensors for the, the door. And uh, these are thread enabled devices. And they are called sleepy thread devices. <laughs> and what this means is it's not that it doesn't uh, stay connected. That's the magic of this. Instead, it sleeps on checking the network, the current network conditions. So about every 5,000 milliseconds, the sleepy thread device wakes up, checks the state of the network, and sees if there's anything that it needs to know, and then goes back to sleep. However, it is constantly on guard for whatever its main purpose is. So as a door sensor, it is constantly ready Oh, okay. so it's wide awake as far as the door being open or closed, but it's not constantly pinging the network going, you there, you there, you there? Exactly, okay. exactly. So that means that the second that the door opens, it, uh, you know, the contact sensor breaks, and then it immediately can send over thread that um, message saying, hey, you open the door. If that means something to you, network, then, you know, do your thing. And so okay. in my case, it would turn on the light in the hallway uh, that leads up from the, the entryway. And Ooh, that's a good idea. That's a good automation. You open the front door <laughs> yeah, and, and you it, want the light to come on. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, it's only if um, it's only, you know, at night and it's only if there's not somebody already there mm -hmm. uh, because the lit. So the, the, my entryway leads up into the living room space. So typically if somebody's home, they're going to be in the living room and that light doesn't necessarily need to go on. Um, my problem was that it also uh, turns on when the person is leaving. So I haven't had a chance to kind of figure that out yet. Um, but I did, I do have it set to, it turns off after two minutes. So it's not right. as if it, you know, it's not, not a huge deal. But anyway, I was blown away by how well that, that uh, automation worked. I literally kind of was shocked when I opened the door and then the lights turned on, which is kind of silly that it should seem so wild. But for me, it was because I'm used to these, uh, contact sensors taking a while because they tend to be Bluetooth. Um, so I do want to say one okay. of the things I've been talking about on my show a lot is that I think that we get into these automations where people get all excited by being able to say, hey, hey, lady, turn on the dining room lights. But that's not what excites me at all anymore because I know that could be done. What excites me is when it knows to turn it on for me. So yes. my, my, my August lock unlocking when I get close to the front door, when I come back from my walk, you know, my, my car unlocking when I walk up to it, my, my lights coming on my room when I walk in, I want it to do things for me. I'm totally over telling it what to do. 
Yes, I'm right there with you. And that I think is, you know, what folks want eventually. When you first start out, you get very excited about having a light bulb that you can, you know, control via an app and talking to it. But the true power of the smart home is automation, is letting it work for you instead of you having to work to make it can make it work. And know and, how to say it just right and all that Right, nonsense. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes you have to repeat yourself or say uh, phrases over and over again, like turn on the light, turn the light orange, turn the <laughs> all those different kinds of things. And so that's, you know, one of these things where in order to have this uh, true smart functionality, it has to be responsive because if it's not responsive, then you yourself are probably less likely to want to use it. But then also, if you've got anybody else in your house, as I do, my partner, uh, they don't want to mess around with the, with the technology not working as it should and going, I don't understand why is this not, you know, what am I supposed to do again? You told me, I forgot. That all gets to be kind of uh, troublesome. And so you need to have this responsive technology because you want it to be as quick as the old school at this point, going to the switch on the wall, turning it on and turning it off. And, you know, immediately that physical interaction turns on or off the light or the fan or what have you, you need to have that level of responsiveness or as close to it as possible with these devices. And it needs to work together. Um, it needs to work together well, no matter how many you add. And that and is... which uh, vendor, right? Like right. whether you've got an, an Eve with a LifeX with a Hue and also whether it's A-Lady, does this help with A-Lady versus S-Lady versus G-Man? So Thread itself is not about that. Um, okay. Thread itself is just the connectivity protocol, but oh, okay. uh, the, the, the Matter organization, which was once Project Connected Home over IP, Matter is going to deal with that. That is, yeah, that's going to be where, so you can kind of think of matter as the umbrella and underneath it are some wireless protocols that they've kind of accepted as means of, or I should say wired and wireless protocols they've accepted as means of communication. And that's uh, Wi-Fi and, you know, IP, uh, Bluetooth and, and thread. thread. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And okay. so Thread is one of those kind of supported te technologies. And it's really, so this is kind of the other magic too, is um, the way that they see this working is Wi-Fi is for high IP applications. So your security cameras, um, your, honestly, security cameras is kind of the big one. Yeah, high bandwidth. Uh, where, yeah, exactly. High bandwidth uh, connections. Um, thread is for all low power stuff. And then Bluetooth and NFC are for authentication. So when you mm -hmm. first set up the device, you use Bluetooth and NFC to get the device uh, provisioned for your thread network. And that's how they see things going. Because the reason why, you know, Bluetooth instead of Wi-Fi is it has a level of um, security baked into it where you have to be close to the, to the oh, device. Right, right, right. Uh, if, if it also has NFC, then that is even more um, authenticated as you're, you know, tapping it to, to add it to your home. Exactly. Okay. So okay. a really cool idea. And again, that's Matter. Um, and its its whole purpose is kind of what you said, that... Somebody doesn't have to go, oh, does this work with A-Lady? Does this work with um, Siri? Does this work with the Google Assistant? Who does this work with and and what does it work with? Um, the idea is that 
no matter what, the application layer uh, can kind of jump between devices. Now, I find this interesting because we don't quite know exactly how this is going to look, particularly in terms of will I be able to talk to my HomePod and tell it to play music on the Google Audio or the Chromecast Audio, or I can't think of what that's called now, Nest Audio, and um, the Echoes that I have. Will Mm -hmm. those work with everything else? Um, It, in theory, would, but that remains to be seen. I think that the the fir- I, I kind of uh, predicted uh, on Smart Tech Today the first round of um, devices that we're going to see that support Matter and thereby may support Thread are going to be new things. It's going to be um, you know or or sort of remakes of old products and then bridges. So Philips Hue, which is Signify now, might sell a new bridge, a new Philips Hue bridge that is sort of blessed by matter, meaning that regardless of the platform, as long as it has that, you know, works with matter uh, badge, then it will be able to uh, communicate with all of those devices. So works with matter is what would tell you that it works with different vendors or with with the different assistants? Or does that tell you that it supports Thread? It doesn't tell you that it supports Thread. It tells you that it is... um, See, because it it doesn't immediately mean that it's going to be that it's going to work with all of the assistants, all of them have to hop on board and make sure that that's there and that they you know, they've added that functionality. Um, But what it does mean is matter is the first one that there are so many of these manufacturers who are a part of it, where in the past, Zigbee, Z-Wave, Obviously, HomeKit, uh, Samsung Smart Things—all of those are kind of siloed yeah, uh, yeah. options. Matter is one that is not siloed, and and you also have to think oh. of it. Um, Zigbee and Z-Wave are once again more like Thread because they are protocols, whereas um, Matter is—it doesn't require any hardware. It doesn't require any. It is quite literally just a. a, a blanket it's almost like a it's kind of gross but uh a set of tentacles that can reach out into all of these different okay. uh places and be in, able in to way, communicate it sounds with like them. like the children got tired of the parents fighting and got together and said okay we're all going to f- figure out this way to have this thing that we can all talk to each other and then maybe our parents will get on board and and play with us so that, yeah. because I can picture from, you know, from the hues and the whys and the, you know, and, and the rings. I mean, everybody is kind of like, geez, you know, we don't want to have all these questions and problems. Why is this my problem to, to implement A lady versus S lady versus G man? I don't want to have this problem. And, right. And, but, but the, but the, the Google, Amazon, uh, Apple people, they are on board with matter, aren't they? Yes. Yes. And, and, and so friend? that's why. Yeah, and, and that's exactly, and that's why it's going to work. Um, you know, th- that's why I'm so excited about this is because for the first time we do have um, a, a group that is, you know, all of the major players in the space, and with that, you know, we finally got something that's going to work with all of them. And I think that you know, seeing Apple implement Thread. Uh, in the way that it did. And of course, Google devices have had Thread for a long time. They They were using Thread. We just didn't necessarily know it. Um, 
And so they, you know, that that's where it was born out of uh, Nest. Nest was the uh, group that, of course, Google purchased. If anybody doesn't know that, they acquired Nest. And uh, Thread was created as part of Nest. And uh, is, was, is that was, why when you, when you when you install one Nest Protect uh, smoke detector, it says, "Okay, now I can connect your second one." Like it already that is, knows. Yeah, that is probably why, because um, I, I don't have many Nest devices, but that is probably why, because one of the things about Thread is that, and this is straight from Jonathan Huey, who is, you know, head of uh, technology, I think, for the Thread group, um, with the with thread the idea is that it is not really meant to be something that the end user pays attention to it is one of those kind of behind the scenes bit of magic that's supposed to happen and it's only us nerds who like want to see how our thread network looks what it's doing how it operates etc but really it was designed to just let these devices connect and do what they needed to do and be robust and you didn't have to kind of interact with it don't and worry your so a little head about it which exactly. Is, which is what 99.97% of the humans on Earth want. I don't want to know this. I want to right. know any of these words. Stop talking. The point, you know, just the point 3% of us are like, I want to see it. And oh, that's yeah. why um, if you if you don't have it, uh, you should definitely get the uh, Eve app uh, in the App Store because Eve has a uh, the ability, if you go into, and for anybody who's listening, we can go together. So I've launched to the Eve app, which Eve is a maker of smart home devices. Well, on the bottom bar, there's a settings button. We'll tap settings. And then under settings, where your home or homes are listed, you'll see general, accessories, guest access, groups, and then thread network. And if you Ooh. tap on thread network, then it gives you a readout of all of the different devices on your home network that are connected using thread. And it will tell you kind of which uh, device is serving as which part of the thread network. So you don't and need kind any of how Eve devices in order to use this app to see the thread on your network? So long as you have a thread-enabled device in your home and at least one thread product. So you need to have... Um, and, and I should be clear, this only works with uh, HomeKit or... Yeah, HomeKit over Thread devices right now. It does not include the Google products like uh, the the Nest Hub and, and those. <laughs> and that is this is, this is one of the problems, right? And uh, this is, is this one of the e problems. For HomeKit, by the way, is that what it's called? Yes. It's got a like a rainbow logo in circles in a circle around it, kind of. Let me make sure. Yeah, there's a yep, lot of things called Eve. Gotcha. Yes, that is the one. Eve for HomeKit. Okay. Um, so, so even so though this it's finding one... thread on the network, it can't find the Thread devices that are Google's. Correct. And that is one of the things right now is that it is still uh, fragmented when it comes to Thread. Because, again, Thread is just a, a communications protocol. It is not meant to be the, uh, the, the, the tie that binds. It is Thread's kind of over-organization matter, which is still underway. It, w it would have gotten underway a little bit sooner, and probably 2021 would have looked um, a lot more... We would have been further along had the, pandem had the pandemic not hit. Um, so we're just now kind of getting there uh, where 
those devices will will join the party too. So I, Apple, I think you have to do a little bit more maybe than what you said about looking at the Thread Network because I just installed the Eve app and I went into the mm-hmm. Thread Network and it says no Thread Network active. Make your smartphone more responsive and robust with Thread. All you need is a compatible Eve accessory and HomePod Mini. I got a HomePod Mini sitting right there. Okay, but, but you, do you have any Thread maybe, devices? Well, I've got Apple TV 4Ks. Aren't those Thread? They are. They but are. They huh, aren't, that is they interesting. Aren't Eve devices. So it does right. say I need a compatible Eve accessory. See, I don't know if that's true, though, because um, I, I mean, I believe that the app is saying that. That part I, I believe. But <laughs> I, liar, I don't know Allison. if you. <laughs> I don't know if you need an Eve device because I've got NanoLeaf devices on here hmm. that are um, showing up in the Thread app. It could be. So it could Maybe be that in order for those? Eve to be able to look into the thread network it needs to have an eve device as it's kind of uh glasses yeah the thing that's in there that can see everything yeah exactly yeah that could be i've got a real old eve switch but i think it's probably i mean it's probably 10 years old so it probably can't do anything with that okay yeah they only released a new one in the u.s that's too bad i was hoping uh you could get to see it too i'll Um, just buy an eve device i don't you know i need more (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Honestly, the door sensors, uh, if you want to add that kind of automation, that's one of the places I would go. Uh, or, uh, you know, one of the things I would get uh, the new plugs also support uh, thread. And um, it, it's interesting seeing the, they call it home kit over thread. And what it means is that these devices are home kit enabled devices that use thread to communicate. But with that, we do have, because Matter kind of wasn't ready yet, Matter is not ready to go yet, it's still within Apple's kind of siloed or walled garden uh, where all of those thread devices communicate with one another, but it's not part of a larger thread network so that includes thread things outside is, of it. is evolving and being, it's still being built while we're having this conversation, right? Uh, yes and no. So, so Thread itself is, you know, the protocol has been out there for a long time. So it's not that I think that the better way to put that would be that more companies are implementing it right now than they have uh, versus it being implementing in a way that's not talking to each other, which that means you're only getting the benefit of what you talked about, about adding more devices, creating a more uh, stable and uh, powerful network. Yes, you, you get that, but only within you know, HomeKit as it stands. Okay. My, my thought is that this will, as as soon as Matter is ready to roll and all of these individual devices are um, Matter certified, mm-hmm. at that point, it's going to break open to the wider um, network. It won't just be the HomeKit over thread devices or the Google uh, Nest devices kind of all in their own little bubbles. It will be uh, all of these kind of working together. So let's talk a little bit about that robustness that I yeah, mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah, I wanted to get back to that. Yeah. Good. Yeah, adding more makes it better. And this is because um, Thread was designed as a true mesh protocol. So you can think of it like, uh, you know, a web of of devices and you've got um kind of thicker areas of the web the the stronger areas of the web that have more connections to and from them those are the parent nodes in your thread network and these are um kind of 
rallying points and communication hubs for all of the smaller devices. So uh, anything that gets power directly, so like a power plug, for example, I've got an Eve um, plug, one of their new ones that has thread in a thread built into it. And then I've got a few Nanoleaf Essentials uh, light bulbs. Those all have constant power. And so therefore, they become parent nodes oh, that will okay. um, kind of be communication hubs. And then from there... You have all of your uh, sleepy and uh, non-parent hub devices that are spread out throughout your home. Now, they can communicate with one another uh, if they need to, but most often what they'll do is they will communicate with the parent node, which can then communicate with the other ones. So it can kind of okay, uh, like use it phone. as a relay or something. Exactly, using it as a relay. So it's like uh, the Bluetooth relay stuff, but it is. It's much better because again, it's this it's its own wireless protocol. Now, what's really cool is that the net thread is very smart about uh, networking. So, it, say you have a HomePod Mini upstairs that is serving as your thread border router. The thread border router is the main uh, parent. Uh, on your network, and it serves as the thing that bridges internet and, and Wi-Fi, like your Wi-Fi network with Thread. So it is the access point to the Thread network. It okay. is, you know, everything goes and comes from it. So does it, the router it, have to be Thread enabled for it to be able to do no. that? Oh, okay. No. Okay. Yeah, that All and right. that's that's kind of the magic of it. As long as, so you can almost think of the HomePod Mini as kind of like the Hue bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works the same way, and but instead of using the Zigbee protocol that, that uh, Philips Hue's bulbs do, it uses Thread. So it serves as the bridge uh, on the network. And so say I've got a HomePod mini upstairs and I've got three thread enabled devices, a a door and window sensor um, and two bulbs. And then downstairs, I have a door and window sensor and I have an Apple TV 4K. If the Apple TV 4K and or excuse me, if the the devices that are downstairs, um, the yeah, the, yeah, the Apple TV 4K and those other home or those other uh, door and window sensors are having trouble um, communicating with the HomePod Mini that is set up as like the the main thread border router, then the Apple TV 4K can kind of break off and serve as its own split network that communicates with Wi-Fi through it. So you've got two different setups. But here's what's super cool. Say then I start to add, like I I switch out in the hallway that leads upstairs, uh, the the stairway that leads upstairs, I switch out the bulb that's there for a Nanoleaf bulb that has that uh, thread border router technology built in. Then the HomePod Mini, which was the original one, senses that there's a connection between the upstairs and the downstairs that wasn't there before. And so it goes ahead and brings the network all back together again, instead of splitting it off into two. So it's like self-healing. It just all comes together. It's self-healing, precisely. But because you added another thread uh, border router? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. You added, yes. So the more nodes you add, the more ways it has to communicate between these devices and the more kind of central points of communication there are, which improves everything overall because for low power stuff, it has less to travel to send the signal. Uh, It can kind of check in uh, 
quicker and more often because the the you know the the signal is there and it's stronger and the more you add the more mesh connections there are and that's why it can get more powerful over time and it's self-healing and it's smart about organizing the network as it needs to be where parent nodes can kind of drop off and just become other routers in the in the system versus being kind of the leader and that's what makes it really magical is it a true statement that a, a thread-enabled device that has power is one of these parent nodes? Or does yes. it, it doesn't have to have be blessed as a thread border router? Just the fact uh, that it has power lets it be one? The the fact that it has power lets it be one. Um, but there's a difference between a parent node and a thread border router. So oh. Oh. A, a, yeah. That that and that that can be kind of confusing because a thread border router can also be a parent node. Okay. Um, so the HomePod Mini is a thread border router, and what that means is, let's just call it a bridge. Like if you buy um, Philips Hue lights, you have to buy the bridge. The bridge is the thing that connects that that lets the bulbs. It translates what the bulbs are saying into the language of your router. Right. So that the bulbs can say, or you can say, I want to turn off the lights. That message goes to the router, and then it sends it to the bridge, which then sends it to all the lights and says, hey, he wants to turn off the lights and then turns them off. The HomePod Mini or the Apple TV 4K or whatever your thread border router is, that's the translation point. I oh. say, I want to turn off my lights. That goes to the router, which tells the HomePod Mini, which then translates it into thread speak that can then okay. uh, tell all those devices that it wants to turn off. So that is that is the 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 bridge between Wi-Fi or IP internet protocol and these individual um, devices. But then within that network, so so now we're kind of uh, moving, we're panning, and so we're you know we've we've put the HomePod Mini right in front of our eyes, and now we're looking directly at the Thread network. And within the Thread network, you've got these devices that kind of exist on the outskirts. Those are the very low power, sleepy devices, and then they use to communicate and and spread out. It's sort of the middle. I know that nobody's listening, so that doesn't quite work. But like, no, they're listening. They're not watching. Sorry, yeah, not watching. (laughs) If you're looking at, you know, hold your hand out in front of you with your fingers spread, and you've got, you know, five fingers, and and, or you know, you have as many fingers as you have. Your fingertips are all of those sleepy devices, and your palm is the parent node. So your the parent node can be any of the powered devices, Uh, okay, uh, on your network. Okay, I think I'm understanding that now. That um, so it sounds like. One of the best ways to improve performance of sleepy nodes would be to put uh, another IoT device that is powered somewhere near it. Yes, yeah, and that magically is, that those is devices very true. are all going to get get a little better. I would think it would improve the power uh, performance of those devices as well because it, it's like when you've got a bad cell connection and your battery drains because it's going. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't yes, hear you. So you're if it's absolutely getting a, right. A good connection. It's like okay, I don't have to keep trying because I made that connection. Yeah, the other magic is that you could also add more sleepy nodes and kind of create a little bit of a of a a, a bridge Hopping. between them. Okay, yes, yeah, so, can hop between them. Oh, oh, so uh-huh. that actually helps as well. Adding more fingers to our hand. Yes, adding more fingers <laughs> actually helps because it's there's like a sort of ethereal connections between each of the fingertips too, oh, and okay. so okay. it's not going to be as 
uh, good as you're pointing out as as using you know some of the plugged in ones uh, because those ones are going to be full on routers and routers have more capabilities uh, and. and I want to I want to kind of adjust my uh, vocabulary here because I've been saying parent nodes and um and like children and that is that is a language that is kind of used internally but sort of branding wise you've got um border router which is uh the 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 bridge you've got um router leader which is within the home, within the, the thread network. It is the the one that is kind of in control. It's the one that's in charge. It's the one that uh, serves as the, the bridge jumping off point. And then router, which are all of the parent nodes. So parent nodes are routers. And then one of those gets to be the leader of the, the parent nodes. Oh, and then the... Okay. And then the children or the the, um, the low power ones, the sleepy ones, those are called endpoints. Um, so endpoints are, are the, again, the ones that are kind of existing on the outside of, of the network that are, are low power. So I've got an Eve weather um, and then the door and window sensor. And then my routers are the Eve energy plug, the nano leaf lights, and um, the Apple thread router which of course is the um the okay border I, router I, i've itself. almost got you so so the sleepy things are called endpoints the, mm-hmm. what we've been calling parent nodes those are routers what's a mm-hmm. router leader is that a thread border router the router leader is it's the it's the one blessed... that took over it's the one that yes in, downstairs it's when you're where apple 4 4k said i can't talk to the home pod mini or you're having trouble chatting with them so i'm going to take over Precisely. So yep. something yep. chooses sort of to be that. Yes, oh, and it wow. does that. It does that automatically. It's you know it's smart about what which one needs to be the leader. So in a home where you have to have two networks, networks you will see two leaders. So and you put there, quotes you know, around networks just now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's technically one network that's yeah. you know by by means of um, yeah I see what you're saying you're letting everybody know so uh, I put scare quotes around uh, that because you do have you know it's still one network it's all it's all communicating uh, with your router to to send these messages uh, but they are separate um, in terms of, of of thread. So that, that brings up a question I wanted to ask is I've gone to a great deal of trouble to separate a guest network where I put creepy stuff. Like stuff yes. where I'm like, I don't really trust you. I don't want you talking to anything else on my network. I wanted to put my Nest Protects on that network because I don't really trust Google that much. But because they have to be able to talk to each other, you you can't. I had to put them on my good network because my, my uh, creepy network, my guest network doesn't let any devices talk to each other. Um, if oh. there is an advantage in this case is if there's a fire upstairs, you're going to find out downstairs. It doesn't just <laughs> yell at you upstairs that your bedroom's on fire. It tells you downstairs as well, or probably more likely downstairs. It's going to say, hey, there's a fire in the kitchen. You might want to come down. Um, <laughs> so so that's been okay. But I've gone to this great deal of, of work to separate these. We're going to have to put everything on the real network. Everything's got to be in the in the the normal network, not a, not separated, right? I, I guess unless you, if you put your um, thread border router on the guest network, so if the HomePod Mini is on the guest network, and then 
of course, if it's serving as the thread border router, then anything that's thread is going to connect to it. So but it, it would communicate over the guest else. network. The guest oh. network is all isolated. They're like little, I think they're, v, they may be VLANs. Okay. Uh, but I wonder, since thread is not Wi-Fi itself, <laughs> yeah, it I don't know if you would be Wi-Fi. able to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? That's a test that you might want to try because <laughs> I don't know if you have the power, so to speak, to tell um, Thread that it can't talk with other Thread devices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but if the yeah if the router separates the Wi-Fi network such that those things cannot see each other, then I don't know how it it, it could use the power of Wi-Fi, but it couldn't use the the communications protocol. Right, and but it doesn't need to because it doesn't use Wi-Fi to communicate. It uses Thread to communicate, what which is its is, own eight hundred two dot one five six or something like that. So That'll yeah, that would be interesting to, to test. Yeah, because yeah. I I wonder if they would be able to communicate with one another since it's Thread as opposed to Wi-Fi. Yeah. Huh. Well, I think one of the most uh, it, this has been fascinating, Mike. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but it, it what's really been surprising to me is that this stuff is already out there. I thought we were talking about future, very far future. It sounds like it's still isolated, and mm-hmm. and there's there's still a lot to understand. A whole nother conversation is this whole project connected home over IP that used to be called Chip that is now called Matter, which has something to do with the Zigbee Alliance. Which, by the way, yesterday got renamed <laughs> to CSA for the Connectivity Standards Alliance. It's all getting very confusing what these pieces are, but I think I understand Thread. I think I've got it. I'm glad you understand Thread. I feel like that's the more exciting thing. I uh, Still right now, Matter and, and Zigbee changing its name, all that kind of stuff, that feels super nerdy. That's uh, still – because, again, the, the, the whole timeline got pushed back. Exactly. It's committees. Thread is an actual benefit. It's an actual thing that we can see being used in the way that it's being used. And frankly, it has me so excited because of the responsiveness. It's just – I, you know, I, so I, could, I, I don't care as much about it, everything else as I do that this is a technology that finally lets me use these small, low-powered devices and have them immediately respond to the different actions that I'm taking. Now really the, cool. The small, low-powered devices, they also have to be thread-enabled, though, right? Correct. Yeah. If, if you're wanting to use thread with all of this, uh, then they have to be thread-enabled. So they will have a little uh, chip in them that lets them communicate over thread. Uh, so... The as uh, the ones that I've been talking about, it's mostly uh, Eve right now because Eve really hopped on the the train early before okay. kind of the rest of us were sniffing about with Thread <laughs> and uh, made sure that their devices were ready. So I'm eagerly awaiting even more to get added. Uh, Belkin's Waymo brand they launched a little uh, HomeKit Waymo. Yeah, yeah. They launched a little HomeKit scene controller device. Oh. It's It's got three buttons on it, and then each of those can be programmed uh, to do different actions. And it launched with Thread support, but Thread was not enabled yet because they have to get approval from the Thread committee or the Thread group. Mm. So they're waiting for that approval to enable the Thread radio that's built into it, or the Thread chip that's built into it. At which point, this little controller is going to become my favorite thing in the home. Right now, it's Bluetooth, and therefore, it's terrible. Uh, So it just sits here waiting for its firmware update. I do love Wemo and and Belkin, though, uh, and, and mostly because no matter how old your device is, 
they still support them. I've got some uh, Wemo switches that, I mean, they've got to be over a decade old. And we mm-hmm. ran into a problem with them. And I'm not joking. They spent over two hours on the phone with us helping us figure out how to get them wow. to work. We ended up figuring it out. It was a 2.4 gigahertz problem. But oh. they were, and then they were really happy when I wrote them the solution. They're like, oh man, we needed to know this. We need to have this. This is a long time ago. Obviously, they would probably know about it now. But uh, they're a company that even if what you buy is old and bu- seems old and busted, it's, they're still going to support it. They're a really, really good company. Um, and this awesome. also explains something about Eve. A bunch of my friends were getting all mad because there were no Eve's, Eve uh, plugs that they disappeared from the Eve website. It's like, well, where did they go? I don't understand. That was a great brand. Why did they stop making them? It's because they were making these new ones, probably. Yep. They were updating. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly what it was. Um, the UK little... one is, I can't remember. I think the UK one will be out soon. The US one is here. Um, they've got the Eve Aqua which is thread enabled. That's the sort of sprinkler system oh, okay. uh, device, the um, door and window sensor. And I'm waiting for them to add their own motion sensor to the, uh, to the pack, because at that point it's over <laughs> in, in a very good way. I'll be getting some of those and, and automating the heck out of everything. Oh, how fun. Well, this is, this has been fantastic. I learned a bunch of stuff. I didn't know I was going to learn. I thought I knew where this was going to go. And I was complete. I'm throwing all of my notes out. They have nothing to do with what we <laughs> talked about. So I'm just going to say, yeah, you guys got to listen. It was amazing. Hey, if, uh, you know, one or two people don't know who you are, where you are. What's the best way to follow what you do? Um, you can follow me on pretty much any social media site at Micah Sargent. Uh, but my favorite thing is to tell people to go to chihuahua.coffee, C-H-I-H-U-A-H-U-A.coffee. It's a real website. And uh, it's got links to all the places, um, the most, the most, the places that I'm most active online. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was fantastic. And thank you for having me. I, it's always a joy to get to talk to you, and getting to nerd out about Thread was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad-supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says Support the Show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSilla Castaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSilla castaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack, or you can join our Facebook group at podfeet.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.